Oh. Hey, it is the Media Vote Podcast. Look at those make peaks. weird noises with our mouths. Oh, uh, we're peeking. Hi, we yeah, peeking we're peeking here. And uh, thanks for taking a peek at the Media Boat Podcast. Hi, this is a podcast, if you're not familiar, that is about news and thoughts about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order, but some order thereof. Uh, this is October the 2nd. 2019. This is episode 195. Big 195 this week. We're so close to 200. We're getting to 200. We're getting I'm there. just counting there. It'll just, be just in counting November. There. Look at this hand. Yeah. By the time this makes a fist, uh-huh. I will be dead. Also, also we, we hit, hit 200. No, no, I'm not going to die. I will be here for episode 200. At least I think. Um, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident I'll still be around. Yeah, you've been low on carbs. You've been watching that Atkins diet. That's not true. I've been eating whatever the hell I want. Oh, that's right. That's me I'm talking that's about. That's who you're talking about. <laughs> Hi, and who are we talking about? My name is Matt, and his name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. This is the Media Boat Podcast. We're talking about true. movies, TV, music, and video games. All of those things, and more. So let's get rolling right into oh, it. Oh, and thoughts. Yeah. We have a lot we have some of thoughts, thoughts for you. We've been thinking about some things we've enjoyed. Well, TV's been and back. Or not enjoyed. TV's been back, so enjoyed. we have to wrap up new TV that's yes. been released. We continue our coverage of the new TV season. But, but before, before that, we get to that, we have to talk about movies first because we always start with movies, and we always start the movie segment with the weekend box office number. All right. So we had one new release last week. Yes. Abdominal. Yes. Uh, your Yeti movie, uh, Abominable from DreamWorks, um, and turns out people wanted something new because Abominable is your number one movie this week. All right, prepare to see ads sing number one movie in the U.S. Yeah, except debuted really low. Uh, it's only a twenty million dollar <laughs> number one this week. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, but number one is number one, I guess. But uh, I see most of the reporting referring to this as a holding pattern because obviously audiences are waiting. Audiences, audiencers. I don't know what that means. Are waiting until next week uh, because that's when Joker, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Batman adjacent villain story, uh, finally hits. Joker origin story, laughing cow. Yes. Laughing cow. Elsie, the laughing cow's in. Yep. Uh, comes to theaters finally. So yeah, uh, most people are waiting for that. Will you be seeing Joker next week? I will be seeing Joker next week. Okay. At some point. We'll talk about that next week. But for now, probably not at the um, release. Yeah. No. Probably not. Probably not. No. Uh, but before we get to Joker next week, though, there's four other movies on this top five. What else is at the top five? Dropping down to number two after being in the one spot last week. Downton Abbey, the movie. Uh, with another $14 million, adding to its $58 million uh, domestic total. Yeah, that's pretty good. Not bad. For Downton Abbey. Yep. Number three, Hustlers. Still making that bank with $11 million, adding to 80. They're still hustling. Still hustling. It Chapter 2, and number four, with $10 million. Uh, you have this incorrect. Okay. I think you're missing a zero there. Uh, it must be. Yeah, so probably $100 million. Oh, no, it's, it's well over $100 million. So, yeah. Uh, it's definitely not it's, it's in the 200s, I think. <laughs> and lastly, rounding out your top five, Ad Astra. Uh, old Ed Asner. I mean, Ad Astra. With another $10 million adding to its $35 million total. Oof. Right there. Low. In the Brad Pitts. Right there in the pits. The Brad Pitts. 
And like I said, the only new release next week is Joker. Uh, yeah, so everything else got out of decided the way. not to play. You'll have play to ball. wait till the 11th, uh, the following weekend, to see more movies. So, but hey, it's Joker. the Joker. It's directed by Todd Phillips. Oh yes, boy, and he has he been Phillips. showing his full ass this week. <laughs> just all of it, just bearing it for everyone to see. Yeah, that guy's a tool. Sounds like yes, Todd Phillips directed. Yeah. Uh, director of The Hangover, showing us The Joker, starring yeah. Walking Phoenix. Yeah, literal Walking Phoenix. Yes, just not even using their wings. Just you know, rolling. Walking Phoenix from. Gladiator, and which they're making Gladiator walk too. Walk the line. No, that was uh, Reese Witherspoon <laughs> and also Reese Witherspoon. Yes, both. Yes. Anyway, in a dual, in a very rare dual role for her. Yes, depending on whether there was a spoon in the scene or not. <laughs> All right, that's it for our dumb jokes, and that's it for the box office. Which means we get to go to. Uh, well, actually, I guess I should ask: Did you see any movies this week? I did not. Me neither. I, I was going, going to. to. It didn't happen. Same, and then I had stuff get in the way. I think ultimately it was a choice where we just said, is this really what we want to spend our money on? And we ultimately decided, no, not before payday. Yeah, so it was, do, that. do I really want to go see Abominable? Or yeah. is there a movie that I've been out in theaters that I want to see? No. 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 One of us will eventually see Hustlers this year. I swear. Really? I think it'll happen. Okay, one of us probably one of will. Because I feel like we will be remiss if we do not. But we'll see. If we did not see Jennifer Lopez shake yes. that ass. I mean, hey. There are perks to it, for sure. Yes. Alright. Let's move into movie news, then. Alright. we got a couple stories here. Yep. Our first story is, of course, the big headline that you're expecting from us. A follow-up from a previous story. We're pretty sure this wasn't going to happen. But here we are. Marvel uh, made news this week because Spider-Man somehow, against all odds, is back in the MCU. Yep. So, yeah, Sony and Disney agreed. Finally, uh, Kevin Feige, Feige, Feige. Uh, producing a, going to be producing a third film for Spider-Man with Sony, where Tom Holland will be reprising the title role. The new deal sees Disney and Marvel putting up 25% financing and receiving roughly 25% of the profits, while also retaining the merchandising rights to Spider-Man. In addition to finishing the Homecoming trilogy, Spider-Man will appear in one future Marvel Studio film. The recently announced title... Spider-Man, welcome home. Uh, I'm going to put a little quote around yeah, that. so far. So far, it's TV titled Welcome change. Home, but good chance it will change. Uh, scheduled for release July 16th, 2021. Which means it will be a part of the MCU Phase yeah. 3, Phase 5? Where are we at? 4? Uh, phase yeah, 4. Phase 4. Uh, but yeah, to kind of rewind the clock a little bit and go back to our conversation last time. When I said that this was a tactic that Disney was using to be like get the fans on their side and basically force Sony's hand. You said a resounding no, that that was not the case, and you had this huge, big theory about why it wasn't going to be the case and why nothing was going to happen ever, that they were just at this forever stalemate. Well, who's right now? <laughs> uh, technically, I'm still right. <laughs> because yeah, they didn't this get was... what they wanted, ultimately. They didn't get 50%. 
right. what they originally wanted. Right, but like I said, that's the negotiating tactic: right. is you give you say how much you want, and then they come back with a counter offer, and then you take said counter offer. Yeah. But you know, Sony just up to left the table. So it's like, oh well, okay, so much for negotiating. Yeah. But because like Sony Disney, likes money. Well, no, also no, because. <laughs> Well, one, Sony likes money, but two, because Disney thought that, oh, well, if we're not going to get Spider-Man, hey, maybe Kevin Feige might want to make a Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. And it starts like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. I thought you said he, we couldn't do that. It's like, <laughs> we never said that. You said that. Yeah. Like, oh, well, well, can he make Spider-Man, please? <laughs> Come back. Please, don't do it. I kind of wanted the feeling that Sony tried to get a director for this thing uh-huh. and couldn't. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Even though um, Mark... No, not Mark Webb. <laughs> no, Mark Webb. Is it Mark Webb? I'm pretty sure that guy's name is Mark Webb. Yeah, I know. directed The Amazing Spider-Man. Well, yes. I don't think he wants to come back. Summer. Yes, I don't think Mark Webb wants to come back. No. No, Mark no. Webb is probably done with Spider-Man. <laughs> Can't imagine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, that is what it is. I mean, people I'm sure are excited about this. Yes. I'm like just so tired. This will just be a <laughs> blip of, oh, that's right, Spider-Man wasn't in the MCU okay. for a month. For a month. No, but he, that's the thing. Is to, outs, to the outside perspective, a.k.a. like to most people looking back at these movies in five years, no one will know that that's happened. Right, it'll literally be yeah. a footnote yeah. in the documentary in book, of Marvel. In a book about, like, 20 years of of the MCU, whatever they call it, a better title than that. But, but yeah, like, there'll be some sort of tell-all book where they do uh, oral history with all these people, and it'll just be, like, a chapter. It's like, hey, when we almost lost Spider-Man, and then when we didn't. <laughs> uh, it was like, it's because essentially it was a month. Like, he wasn't, and then all of a sudden he was, so yeah. it's literally a blip in terms of the MCU timeline. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we don't need to dwell on it, because, yeah, people got what they wanted. Yep. Are you happy, internet trolls? Okay, let's move on. Yep, so, yeah, we'll get Spider-Man, wrap up the trilogy, yep. and then one additional film in the MCU. That will involve Spider-Man. That will involve Spider-Man. That does not necessarily mean um, an Avengers film. It could be like literally anything. It could, it could be a buddy movie with him and freaking I don't know who's left. <laughs> I tried to think. The of early him internet and Hulk. rumor. The internet rumor is it's him and uh, Captain Marvel. Okay. That's the internet rumor. That's an interesting theory. I don't see that working at all. No. Because Captain Marvel will just from circles fly circles around. Him also, Captain Marvel Marvel is involved in the galactic right. cosmic. Spider Man can't breathe in space. Uh, yeah. It's a big problem. Yeah, it's kind of a thing. So no. Uh, but what I see happening is that they'll wrap up this trilogy, and then because Spider Man has had a long standing connection with the Fantastic Four, uh-huh. that's Maybe how that's they're gonna how bring. And then that's how they're going to shoot a horn or basically slingshot yeah. web swing from yeah, there we one part of the MCU where right. it was Iron Man centric to having Spider-Man be that connecting link to the f- next part of the MCU, yeah. which would be the Fantastic Four and yeah. their cavalcade of adventures. Cool. All right. Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens. 
In the meantime, other studios are making deals. Oh, all right. Who? What are these other studios? We talk about other studios here. There are other studios beyond Disney. I know it's hard to believe sometimes in this year of 2019, but yes, Universal still exists, and Universal is making moves on one of cinema's favorites, current favorites right now in the horror scene. Jordan Peele. Hey, he made two good films. He did. Universal has signed Jordan Peele of, of course, Us and Get Out fame. To a f- and, well, other things. <laughs> well, yes, but he has written and directed two hit movies. Yeah. So, yeah, Universal has decided to sign him. Yeah. Uh, for a five-year first-look deal, which includes two new features that he will write and direct. He makes this deal through his Monkey Paw Productions banner, which will produce original films from other filmmakers as well. His first two films grossed $500 million combined and won, of course, an Academy Award for writing. Get out. Uh, the other one hasn't happened yet. Right, because we haven't gotten to those. Before. That was this year, but yeah, he probably will get nominated. Yeah, so uh, congratulations to Mr. Chelsea Peretti. Uh, yes, I think we can call him Mr. Chelsea <laughs> that's like what That's what I like to call him. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's it for movie news. So can we safely move on? To television, uh, the kahuna of fall. I believe so. Any other movie Not stuff? That I know of. Uh, Birds of Prey trailer is out now yeah. because the Joker trailer or Joker movie is out this week. This week. So that is yeah. a thing on the internet. Like I said, I think the industry right now we're waiting for Joker and see what the fallout of that is. Right, we get to Joker and then immediately following Joker, we kind of just segue our way into award season right? Yeah. and start trying to pick some early winners Before there. Before you know it, it'll be upon us. So just wait for yep. that. Yep. End of the year lists are coming. Yep. But you know what else happens at the end of the year? Sports are wrapping up. Let's talk about sports. Alright, let's talk because about sports. Because currently, baseball postseason has begun. So if your team has made it to the postseason, congratulations. Uh, one such team uh the New York Mets had a new record broke. Uh, the New York Mets are not in the postseason. Oh, the way you wrote this makes it sound like it. it oh, no, that's, that's like a full stop. There's a comma, not a full stop. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that's your fault. That's my fault. Yeah, but meanwhile, yeah, okay, fine. A team that did not make it to the postseason still broke a record. Uh, Pete Alonso of the New York Mets set a AKA game. the polar bear. Okay. I didn't know that's what he was AKA'd. That is he always AKA'd as. Okay. Uh, he has set a new home run record by a rookie with 53 on the season. Not bad. Yep. It's been so long since that record has been broken. Yeah. Um, How long? Yes. How, How long? long? Two years. <laughs> Two whole years. Wow. Yes. Uh, back in 2017, the uh, rookie home run record was broken by media boat favorite, Create a player. Oh, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. Mr. Create a player. Yes. Uh, before that, that record stood for 30 years. But yeah, if that name sounds familiar, by the way, Pete Alonso, it's because we mentioned that he won the Home Run Derby earlier this year. Yes. Uh, with an asterisk, as with, you would say. As, with an asterisk, because he didn't hit as many home runs, yeah. but he won by always going second yeah. and hitting just enough. But if you are paying attention to the postseason, or not paying attention to the postseason, here's what's happening. The Nationals beat the Brewers in the National League wildcard game, and the A's and Rays are playing as we speak for the American League wildcard title. Currently, the Rays are up 4-1 to one against the A's. 5-1 to one. Oh, That's right, they hit a home run. 5-1. <laughs> <to one. laughs> 
It looks bad for the uh, uh, always uh, intense Matt Chapman. Yes, and Billy Bean may yet again lose out on making the playoffs. Sorry, Billy. Uh, always chasing that ring. Always chasing that money ball. Maybe there'll be some A's magic, seeing as they are playing in Oakland. Yeah, anything can happen in baseball. Everybody knows. Yep. That's one thing about this game is that it is a one-off playoff game, wild card, one game only. Winner continues to the ALCDS division. And then, of course, the World Series, which begins October 22nd. Yep. So mark your calendars and get ready for the Dodgers to begin it again. All right, (laughs) let's talk about other sports. Hockey and basketball both start today, so get your jerseys on. Puck drops, uh, ball tips off, and... Celebration of winter sports as Beers begins. Get bored. Yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah, yep. parkas get worn. Get ready. And then, uh, if you're into sports entertainment, the, the WWE is back. SmackDown premiered on Fox. Will premiere first time on or will this Friday? Past tense. Oh, for some reason. Uh, That's uh, not, this will premiere uh, on Fox. It's uh, first return to network television in how many years? Uh, too long. A long time. Uh, and The Rock will make a return on the program. So look forward to that. Yep, that Wesley is fans. Fox this Friday. Yes. Fox proper cable on, yeah, yes. this Friday because they didn't want to pay for other sports. TV or sports, yeah. apparently. So yeah. But yeah. Uh, that's it for sports. Unless you have anything else sports-like to mention. Um... Fantasy sports. That doesn't count. Fantasy football. Ain't real. Uh, well, kind of tangentially. Um, in football, set your lineups early because there is a London game this week. So London, we London, get London. twelve hours of football. Kickoff is at six a.m. Oh, Pacific time. No, thank you. That's if you want to be up early. for that. I that is the Bears that. versus. He's always intense. Uh, that is the Bears versus the Raiders in London. Set your lineups accordingly. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Set your lineups. Set your lineups. All right. Let's uh, move out of sports then into television news proper. Oh, quickly in NFL, three teams remain undefeated. Okay. Uh, but. One of them will definitely probably go down. Definitely, this week. probably. You heard it here. Yep. <laughs> My almost guarantee of the week. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Don't bet on it. Uh, I guarantee it. <laughs> you guarantee men's warehouse it. All right, let's talk about television news. Although, our first story in television news is still about sports somehow. So, this is a follow up. Follow up. Guess what? That, remember when we talked about that law in California that was going to let the NCAA or let, uh, college uh, athletes get paid? Uh, yeah, that was like two weeks ago when it was in the House Assembly. So it was signed into law this week on Monday by the governor of California. Uh, it yep. is, as we mentioned, it allows college athletes to make money off their likeness. Players can receive endorsement deals, despite the NCAA calling the move unconstitutional. If the new law survives possible legal challenges, it would allow college athletes to sign endorsement deals, but it could also open up smaller opportunities that were previously prohibited, such as paid youth coaching positions or signing autographs for money. The bill will go into effect on January 1st. Get this, 2023. 
Yeah. Big weight on this. Well, see, they do that weight, so that way those athletes who are in college right now, Don't, and freshmen, yeah. aren't taking advantage of that deal. Yeah. And so by the time they graduate in four years, then it'll... Then it'll so it. it'll affect the incoming class of freshmen when they become seniors, and that's why it's worked out that way. Got it. So it'll be a little bit until this properly kicks in. But right, but it also it gives time for the NCAA and anyone else figure it to out. challenge right. said ruling. Yeah, which it, I'm sure they will. I'm sure there will be lawsuits upon so lawsuits. Maybe for a whole other year of us reporting on the story. <laughs> Ain't going away. Maybe. But uh, this is good news. These athletes put their bodies on the line yeah. for four years. They should be properly paid, uh, especially when... A lot of these athletes, even though they're student athletes and you think student comes first, the athlete part is a full-time job yeah. for them, seeing as they literally work their class schedules around their athletic schedules. And when you put the athletic schedule first, they don't become student athletes anymore. Right. They become athletic students. <laughs> I've seen an athletic student before. They were like carrying like six books and like trying to run to the next class. Feet of athletic athleticism. See, they were training for the steeplechase. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's move into our next story, which has nothing to do with sports. Uh, instead, it has to do with a universe we already discussed earlier. So, outside of Joker, other Batman universe things are happening in media, including CW's Batwoman. Uh, but na 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 Batwoman. Yep. But unfortunately, there's been a little bit of a setback. Uh, something happened. To the star of Batwoman, Batwoman herself, Ruby Rose. You may also remember she was, uh, she had a role on uh, Orange is the New Black for a while. Yes, that's where she rose to prominence. Pain, yes. Uh, so, she's undergone emergency surgery after a serious stunt injury that left her facing possible paralysis. She had herniated Ooh. two discs doing stunts, and they were close to severing her spinal cord, but also left her in chronic pain, including including losing feelings in her arms. She is currently undergoing rehab and thanked her doctors on her Instagram for, quote, allowing me to keep working and doing what I love, unquote. Batwoman Bat Bat premieres Sunday, October 6th at 8 on the CW. Yep, that is premiering this upcoming Sunday. This whole season should be wrapped up, I think. So, yeah. That's, uh, with filming. But the fact that she was... Put her body at risk here, doing stunts, and then herniated this, which is terrible. I've had that. It, it, you literally can't move. Yeah, it sounds bad. It, it is terrible. But, yeah. Um, it's rough. Uh, so, yeah, we wish uh, uh, Ruby Rose a quick recovery. Yep. And hopefully a quick rise in the ratings for Batwoman. Maybe. 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 Hopefully. It's dark, but okay. All right. Maybe that's dark. <laughs> Maybe. Hopefully people will tune in more than they did for Penny's Worth. <laughs> that existed? That was on Stars, remember? Oh, Jesus, I forgot. Yes. All right, let's move on, because clearly no one remembers that. Because uh, it was on Stars, remember? Yeah, exactly. Or maybe it was Epic, but yeah, one of those Same channels. Thing. Same difference. That's it for television news, so now we get to talk about 
thoughts. You've watched some TV. I watched one of these things. Oh, one of these Only things one is of these one that you watched. Because I could not bear ten minutes uh, of either of the other two other things on this list. So, let's talk about uh, the TV that premiered this week. Alright, first up, uh, premiered literally last week at what we record, yeah. The Masked Singer. The Masked Singer. Back. Uh, Fox's... Um, Reality show where celebrities. celebrities in masks and costumes sing, and judges have to guess very, very badly at who they are. You'd think that, but the first person they amassed, they got right. Oh, okay. That being Johnny Weir. Johnny Weir? Yeah, so the term celebrity is very loose here. Yeah. As, as defined, it's especially the in the early rounds. It's the same they define the stars and dancing with the stars. Yes. Literally Ooh. anybody they can get. Speaking of dancing with the stars, this isn't They're in the notes. But Ray Lewis had to drop out. Oh. <laughs> I didn't read why. I just saw that in the headline. Like, ah, Ray Lewis. Poor Ray Lewis. But anyways, meanwhile, back at the Masked Singer. Yeah, Masked Singer. Celebrity is a loosely defined term. As they had a two-hour season premiere, and so they unmasked two people. First one being Johnny Weir. Second one being Ninja. Of streaming. Wait, what? Of streaming Ninja. Wait, seriously? Yes. Did How did Ninja sing? He sang Old Town Road. Okay. And just as bad as you would think someone yeah. who is an untrained singer would do. Um. Also, that's why I said loosely defined term of celebrity. How would they ever guess Ninja? Um, uh, oh, in his... Like, intro video, they had a lot of streamers everywhere. Oh, my God. For streaming. Stupid. Yeah, they mentioned him having a billion dollars because he signed that, that deal with Microsoft. With Drake. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, but um, he did, like, one of his, like, signature dances when he wins while performing. Or at least the background dancers did, maybe. I forget which one was which. Stupid. Yeah, but yeah, Ninja... Ninja. Um, oh, he did a karate chop, you know, because ninja. That's not what ninjas do. No, it's not. But <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I don't know what you mean. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, but uh, there's other celebrities. They'll be unmasking as yeah, they go Mass Singer, you know what it is. It's, the, it's literally in the title, The Mass Singer. So, yeah, I don't know. It's stupid. Hey, it's part of my dumb TV. You know it's not stupid. New sitcom premieres, because there were a bunch of them. Yes, there were. All right, so what else do we have? Oh, well, we have the NBC lineup uh, Thursday okay. night. Let's All talk right. about that. Of course, the most exciting one of these, and the only one that I cared for, was The Good Place, which premiered at season four. Yes, it did. This week with a extremely funny, uh, real strong season opener. Uh, really great jokes in this one, and it's taking it in uh, an interesting direction. I'm interested to see without giving any spoilers away. It's hard to talk um, about this without giving spoilers, right. but the writing of this thing is really good. Still it's good. always good. Still this, great. As, as we noted before, this is the final season for The Good Place. So wherever they're leading it will be towards the end. An end of some sort. Right, because unlike with, say, Parks and Rec, which right. I'm sure was a part of, where it was, oh, maybe this is the end. Maybe not. No, he told NBC... This is the end. I probably don't want to, to probably to avoid that problem. Yes, which I'm to sure. Write themselves into a corner. Right. Uh, but yeah, this this is uh, clearly on its way to however they plan on ending this. But I'm already excited because it'll be great. Oh yeah, so, no, it'll be good. 
Uh, like I said, it's the final season. They literally know what they're doing. Uh, but uh, Jamil, Al Jamil, what's your name? Uh, Camille, Camille, I forget. Camila, no, not, no, her actual actress name. Yeah, I don't remember. It's like Jamila, Jam, Jamila, yeah, something. Jamila, Jamil. Uh, but her, yeah, she said on her Instagram that the biggest surprise is still yet to come. Ooh. In terms of a celebrity guest. Oh, okay. Yes. We'll see. So it means they got Blake Bortles. <laughs> <laughs> there was a really good Blake Bortles joke. Yes. In this one. There always know, is. There always is. Anyway, there were worse shows, though. Uh, yes, there All were. All right, let's talk. I want to hear your thoughts. So the lead-in to The Good Place was the show called Perfect Harmony. I watched the last ten minutes of this thing. Oh, Holy so... crap! It looks so bad. Did you watch the whole thing? Yes. Okay. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, I the, bet. the main character is unlikable. I think that's his stick, but uh uh uh-uh, no. Like he is a reluctant lead. Yeah. Bradley Whitford, uh most recently of Hey, uh second time we're mentioning this, uh get out. Yeah. He's in get out. But yeah. Um he is He's also in thing. uh was it uh West Wing, I think? Yeah, I think he was on the West Wing. Yeah, long long time ago. Yeah. Uh but yeah, Bradley Whitford, um is a return returns to his hometown after his wife died and it's like in a drunken fit is like drinking outside a church while the church choir is singing their practice so he decides to storm in and say they're doing it wrong and then unwittingly becomes their director, director. yeah because they need a director to perform in the competition coming up do they uh, clearly they do, because they're all <laughs> off-key and off-pitch. Yeah. And so, they try. They give a really quick backstory that he used to be this, like, musical genius of sorts. Sure. And so, they kind of egg him into, please, please, be our director. And then, it's glee, but with adults. Yeah. Except, bad. Except there's even a joke about Glee. Yeah. At the end there. Oh no no no. That was just at the end. Yeah. That was a running joke. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that God. that was the third time that joke was there because rule of threes. Yeah, it looks real bad. No, it was bad. I I I was like, this got like picked up, this went to air. Executives thought this was good. Like this is like the antithesis of well, maybe not Bob Hart's Abishola, which is a by-the-numbers producer thing. Yeah. But this felt like a by-the-numbers producer thing made. So that leads into, then after The Good Place, um, the Cal Penn show, Stumptown. Nope. Sunnyside? Sunnyside. Sorry, they have very similar names. <laughs> yes, they both begin with S's. Sunnyside. So that one I watched the first five minutes of. Could not make it past five minutes. Mm-hmm. The trailer made it look interesting, and the concept seemed strong, and I wanted to like Cal Penn because he's a likable dude. But man, everything that happens in the first five minutes of that show was just so predictable and boring. I was like, I've seen this show before. Why is this happening? So I stopped. This is the, this is another by the number show, at least yeah. by the pilot, where they take your main character, they gotta kick him down <laughs> in order to build him up yeah. and make him likable. 
And yes, if that sounds familiar, it's because I literally just described that for Perfect Harmony. Yeah. The exact same kind of plot. Structure. Yeah. Structure. It's, yes, the, the pilot itself is not good, but there are some good concepts in there. One of the characters is like, has every job manageable. So, like, they go to different places like, oh, well, she's working here. Oh, well, she's working here. Well, now she's working here. It's a kind of funny gag. Like, she's with the group. Like, well, got to get back to work now. It's a funny gag, but, yeah, yeah it can get tiring. Uh, it's, I like what they have at a premise here, because it does remind me a lot of, um... Like a community commu- vibe? It's a bit of a community trailers. vibe. Yeah. Bit of a community vibe, bit of a, uh, Parks and Rec vibe. Yeah. But... But every like they, it's like they perfectly skewed it for a for the demographic right. to get like one of everything, <laughs> and it's purposely skewed there. And I don't know if that's gonna help this, it or harm it. That sounds like show by committee. Uh, or it's just like they're just like let's toss everything that's hot right now into the premise. Not quite show by committee, yeah. but it is definitely has its uh, it has its issues at least in the beginning because that cast is still trying to find how each other works well with each other. Yeah, and a lot of these characters cannot be the continuous one note joke constantly. I can see them not being the one note joke. Eventually. But they have to get there. Yeah. And that may be the problem of Sunnyside is that because they have quite a journey to get there for us to understand each character the, and like in our heads like eventually like go on to like oh well let's just write like a quick scene here because we know these characters well. I feel like the show can get there but like with Parks and Rec and that first season was like such a train wreck it may end up taking a whole, to, season, a whole season to figure it out. Oh, boy. I don't have that kind of patience anymore. I know most people don't. <laughs> but, hey, like Parks and Rec, it ended up being a classic. So we'll see. So we'll see. Uh, then, uh, so, since I since I mistook it as the one we are talking about, we should talk about Stumptown, which I now remember is the Kobe Smolders ABC show. Yes, this is Kobe Smolders on ABC. Yes. Um, not doing... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Marvel. Right. No. No, this is um, her lead show. She is a uh, Iraq-Afghanistan Marine returned home who now needs a job, and so she works uh, for the pseudo-police. What's the pseudo-police? People who have problems <laughs> that can't be solved by the justice system. Okay. So she goes and solves her problems for them. Okay. Kind of like a Ray Donovan, but for the common person, not celebrities. Yeah, got it. Is uh, that what Ray Donovan is about? Yeah, Ray Donovan is about a fixer. <laughs> okay. It's about a celebrity fixer. Good to know. That's what Ray I Donovan is. I literally had no idea. It's like, oh, God, what, nine years Ray Donovan has been on the Yes. Air. Didn't know what it was about. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Kobe Smolder is basically Ray Donovan in Seattle for the common people. Uh, it's a bit of a fun show it has some it's quick, okay it's got some some good quips some good banter there yeah. uh i like kobe smolders uh, i like kobe smolders here acting in it 
she did a great job picking this role. This role works for her and around her. Yeah. And because they make her the center of it, she shines in this thing. And finally, like, because I think that I think that she's somebody who like deserves a nice like lead role like this. Seeing as like her being in a lead role could have gone in any which way direction, especially come off yeah. of How I Met Your Mother and being <laughs> in the shield. and being in Marvel and literally yeah, being a cameo in the movies too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I say. Like she could have like had like super dramatic, super comedic. It's very huge range. For a lot of things to go wrong. Yeah. But she picks something that is fine-tuned to her that she can help control this. I believe she's an executive producer on this as well. That would make sense. But this definitely works for her, for her character, for her acting chops, and I like this. I may not watch it all, but I like what they're doing with this. It's definitely got that show, that feel that is missing from regular procedural cop shows. Uh Uh-huh. Where it goes into like some background and the offbeat how you get information instead of by the book stuff. And because it's based in Seattle, it's not super like Grey's Anatomy kind of thing. Yeah. But I like where it's going. It has a lot of good qualities. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to follow it all, but from what I've seen from the pilot, I think this has potential to go four seasons. Wow, okay. All right, good. So we have one winner and a sea of losers here. Yeah. Also premiering this week, Mixed-ish, the second spinoff of Blackish. So what is this? This is, like you said, a spinoff of Blackish. This takes place in 1985 and focuses on Anthony Anderson's wife, Bo, full name Rainbow. Uh-huh. As she was a little girl growing up in 1985, who grew up in a commune, and then the commune was raided by cops, and then they were forced to forcefully assimilate into life in 1985. So, you have a lot of that fish out of water here. You have a lot of that clashing of cultures, clashing of diversity, and because the show sets this up really greatly, I can explain this to you because... It explained to me in a perfect manner, yeah. rarely that I ever see in TV, but because of the racial segregation in the 70s um, that, that ended and then racial marriages kind of interracial marriages yeah. took off basically from there, that it wasn't more seen as taboo, that because of, that happened in the 70s, those parents, families, had kids who grew up in the 80s as mixed yeah, race. Makes sense. And so that makes sense. And the fact that it was explained that easily in the pilot of why this family, like, why, not just why we're fam- following this family, but why they're important and, like, why everything's happening to them and get you automatically, because we're in 2018, 2019. Right. I know what you're in. Because <laughs> we're in 2019 and yeah. 1985 is 30 years yeah. out. 34 years ago. Yeah. Most people watching it may not have that yeah, frame, of frame of reference. So it's good that they did that. Gary Cole's in it. He's hilarious. <laughs> Just throw that in there. Right. Uh, but, because uh, he's playing like the same guy from Office Space. But he's also like the dad. <laughs> so it's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, no, it's definitely a really good like clash of cultures. 
in mixed dish where the dad stays at home, the mom goes to work. Uh, on top of that, you have the black and white mixed family. You have the kids who are trying to find not only their way in the world, coming coming out of a commune which was isolated, but into the like the real world where they have like politics and everything. Yeah. So it's definitely clash of cultures there, and then you have clash of cultures in the school that they go into as well as they try to find their friends where they belong in high school middle school who could say I think it's middle school <laughs> like elementary school because like they all go to the same school yeah so I think it was like those middle school high school things right but yeah it's definitely good okay. I could see but it's also like a spit off of blackish and I could see it having the success that black chat because I can see a lot of that same writers in this. I can see a lot of that same tone, a lot of that same feel. A lot of that's those same beats that Blackish had success with, that Mixedish is going to have success with. Okay, cool. That's good news. Um, so, okay, another winner. Yep. Uh, then uh, another show returning, not new, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia had a season premiere. Ah, uh, yes, I tried to watch this. Tried. Tried, I couldn't. Uh, we're going to skip this for now, but so it's season two premiere. Yes. <laughs> okay. But I did watch a different show that okay. I don't have on here. All right. Uh, that would be Carol's Second Act. Oh, I heard a radio ad for this. What is Carol's Second Act? This is a comedy on CBS, a uh, multi-cam comedy on uh-huh. CBS. Um, it's about a woman named Carol. Who becomes a nurse mm-hmm. um, in her later in life. She oh. was a former teacher who got divorced and decided to go back to school and get her medical degree. Okay. Uh, for the past 20 years, she had been teaching biology, chemistry and biology in high mm-hmm. school. And she went to school to be a nurse. Then had kids, had a wife, became a wife, had kids. <laughs> and then dropped the whole doctor thing to take care of her family. Yeah. And so now she's having a second act of sorts, hence the title, Carol's Second Act. Makes sense. Uh, where she is now an intern at a hospital where she, uh, Patricia Heaton, plays the lead role, is a 50-year-old-ish woman, I want to say. Ish. Ish. I believe she's 50. Uh, ish. Woman. Uh, who is amongst a bunch of 20-year-olds. Uh, doing this internship at a hospital. And the comedy's bad. Because uh. the comedy in a hospital setting has been done by Scrubs mm-hmm. very well. And so this feels like the cheap single cam or multi cam knockoff of Scrubs. Oof. And not in a good way. Yeah. It's like. They really play up the old, the age differential. They play up the novice thing. They also play up heavily the fact that she was a former teacher in the way she talks to the twenty year olds. Like, oh, they're fighting. I want to teach you, treat you like my students, and yeah. talk to you in a teacher voice. Yeah. And like she's, and then she's also has to simultaneously deal with the actual head doctor um, who's also younger than her and then also deal with patients as well and has they see her as like oh you're the doctor clearly you're older like oh no, no. I'm a resident yeah she's the doctor it's like okay clearly 
you've done this joke twice already. Yeah, this, this seems is like good, a this lot. This might be a continuing joke here. Yeah, this seems like a lot. I don't see this thing working out. It has a lot of misfires. The cast does not gel well with each other. If they can find a good groove, maybe. But this may be a one-and-done season thing. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. It doesn't sound very strong. No, it's not. Well, so much for that then. <laughs> yep. But that was your TV round. Uh, no, we have other TV to talk about. I didn't write this down. Okay. SNL premiered this week. Right, yeah. Did you watch it? No, I didn't. Okay. Of course I didn't. Are you still on SNL hiatus? Yeah. Until, until like, something changes over there, I'm not interested. Okay, well, nothing changed because yeah, the sketches same. were still bad. Yeah, same thing. They went with three political sketches and just everything else did not hit. Yeah. Weekend Update was sour for me. Yeah. Billie Eilish danced on the ceiling. She did, I heard. Uh, but the whole thing just felt off. Like, surely, out of everyone working in the industry, they could get good writers to create good sketches. How are the two newbies? Um, Barely there. No, the, what's his name, Yang? Bowen Yang. Bowen Yang. He's there constantly, but that's because they need him to play the Asian character. <laughs> right, right. Now they have a, a reason to write him in, yeah. Right, because, uh, like, in the, really, in the opening uh, monologue, not the opening monologue, in the cold, cold open, open, they had him playing Kim Jong-un. Wow, okay. Yep. Good way to start. Yep, they're like, hey, we're going to go there now. We I mean, have yeah, an Asian guy. I mean, really, it's not really like he's that new because he was one of the writers. So it's right. like, maybe they've just been waiting for, for him to be a player so that we could they could write him characters. Right. <laughs> maybe. But yeah, okay. But yeah, the uh, it's, yeah, they, they need some new blood. They need some fresh ideas there. Yeah. There's nothing that I can say that was like, oh, this was hilarious sketch. You gotta watch this sketch. No, no. none of it. Not, not none of the writing worked for some reason. Yeah. I think it's because they had the same writers as last year. They yeah. gotta get some new yeah, ideas, some know new blood. What it is, but something stale over there. Yeah. All right. Uh, maybe it's Keenan Thompson because he's been there forever. <laughs> no, don't blame Keenan. I'm not blaming him. No, he's, he's the glue. Great. He is the glue that holds he's everything the glue. together. All right. All anything right. else? Absolutely any television because we need to move on. One last thing <laughs> in television. Okay. Uh, Emergence. Also yes. on so ABC. I do from the bed every morning. Also on ABC. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the one about a sheriff up in Maine, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, northeastern <laughs> coastal country. Tell me. Um, who is a sheriff there, and then a random plane crash happens, and so she goes to investigate, finds. No bodies. Okay. Uh, but does find a scared little girl, so she takes little said little girl in. But little girl has a secret. <gasps> she can't. She doesn't know her name. Also, she may or may not have superpowers. <laughs> oh, okay. Also, go- secret shady government agency is after her. Does this all sound familiar? Yeah, a little bit. Because that is because this is the exact same premise that Alfonso Caron <laughs> did three years ago with Believe on NBC, where a secret shady government agency was after a mysterious young girl who needed a bodyguard to protect her. And does anybody remember that show? No. Because that thing lasted five episodes, I yeah. think. Maybe eight. Right. 
But that is what emergence is. But it does answer one important question, and that is, what is Donald Faison up to? Oh, Donald Faison's in this. Yes. Okay. Donald Faison ran out of that Scrubs money and just has to be in the future. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, what about, it's, yeah, if you like your mysteries and you like little girls and... Wait. No, what? sorry. If you like <laughs> little mysteries around little girl, no. <laughs> if you like mysteries around disappearing little, no. 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 Um, pass. If you like <laughs> mysteries involving children. Maybe. <laughs> Then go watch, like, <laughs> Disney Channel, because there's some good stuff there. <laughs> Rent the new Nancy Drew movie. Or uh, show, the Nancy Drew show on CW. Anyway. Did you watch that? No. Oh, but, but Riverdale. So what? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Please, can we move on? Uh, yes, I believe that is all the TV oh, I watch. God, let's move out of TV and into cancellations and renewals. We uh, doozy this week. All right. What I'm about to talk about Marvel's Ghost Rider, which was apparently a show on Hulu, canceled after one season. Negative one season to go to production. Wow. Well, there you go. They signed up. They had we're ready to go for next week Too to bad. roll cameras, and then they shut it down. Meanwhile, on Prime Video, Absentia. Yeah. Apparently, renewed, this is a thing. Yeah, renewed for a third season. Apparently, this is a thing. Shrug. Uh. Showtime's On Becoming a God in Central Florida gets a second season. I believe this is one stars Reese Witherspoon. Speaking of. Um, as a MLM pyramid schemer, stay-at-home mom, trying to, you know, survive in Florida and make money. See, got it. Uh, BoJack Horseman. Uh, Netflix announced that it will be returning in October, but with a catch. Uh, so... The sixth season of BoJack Horseman is confirmed to be its last. Apparently, the writers always wanted that to be the case, so this wasn't something we didn't know. But yeah, uh, the other catch is that it's being split in two. We will get eight episodes in October and then eight more episodes to finish the series in January. So uh, it will be a little bit doing the disenchanted split. Right. Uh, Speaking of which, I watched one episode of season two of Disenchanted, and I still need to finish it. Right. Yes, that is now out. (laughs) That's been out for a week. Yes. Uh, But yeah, uh, so yeah, I'm interested to see how they wrap up BoJack uh, in two parts. Just a matter of weeks until we get to see some of that. Meanwhile, Freeform has canceled uh, Pretty Little Liars colon The Perfectionist, which I guess was a spinoff of Pretty Little Liars. It must be a spinoff, because it lasted one season. One season. Canceled. Netflix has confirmed that season four of Stranger Things is on the way. I believe the teaser came out today. Yes, no one knew this was happening until the teaser came out yeah. yesterday or something. But yeah, but we all knew this was happening though. Well, we assumed it was going to be a trilogy and they were going to end it. But yeah, the Duffer Brothers or whoever they are <laughs> decided to sign off for season four. Yeah, which means they have to sign contracts on for everybody or scrap the whole thing and start with the new cast. Oh, who knows. Uh, TBS, meanwhile, uh, Claws will end after its fourth season. Uh, there's been a hit on TBS. Yeah. Apparently not enough. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And I always see ads for it. It's a- like, oh, must yeah. be good. And ABC's if, they're, if they're able to spend ad money for it, it must be good. Maybe. 
Maybe. Uh, and ABC has canceled Grand Hotel after one season. No surprise. Grand Hotel. <laughs> Does anybody remember Grand Hotel? No. no. All right. I think that one has a murder mystery on it. But, it sounds about right. Uh, no. That's it for the television graveyard. Moving on to the actual graveyard. We have quite a few deaths to get through today. So let's break them down. First up, Eric Pleiskow, age 95. He was a film producer, but also former president of the United Artists from 1973 to 1978, and Orion Pictures from 1987 to 1992. Uh, yeah, president of both. Yeah. So uh, made his impact on the movie, on movie studios, for sure. Yep, that's a long time to be president of a Way studio. Way back when you had more than five movie studios. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Orion's yeah, studio. I remember Orion. I remember Orion. Uh, so yeah, that's hap- that, that happened. Uh, Wayne Fitzgerald, age 89 also, a uh, film title designer. Uh, known for works like Bonnie and Clyde and Godfather Part 2 mm-hmm. won an Emmy in 1987 yeah uh, yeah won an Emmy uh, four titles next up Jesse Norman a 74 opera singer uh, also a Grammy winner in 1984 88 89 and 98 multi-Grammy winner multi-Grammy winner for opera, opera. and uh, Busby I guess going by one name here Age 43, young. Songwriter, uh, known for songs such as Try, Our Kind of Love, and Summer Nights. I think he also worked on that song with uh, Carrie Underwood and Keith Urban. Oh, okay. So he's a, a country? Yeah. Associated with country act? Yeah, it's country act. Because like, why does Summer Nights sound familiar? Now I remember. It's it, not Rascal Flatts. It's Rascal Flatts Summer Nights. Now not, I remember that one. Not uh, Grease Summer Obviously Nights. Obviously not that Summer <laughs> Nights. But yeah, not that Rascal Flatts. Yeah. Uh, also, Rob Garrison, age 59, actor, uh, The Karate Kid, Iron Eagle, Prom Night, among others. Fighter. That's the song I'm thinking of. Fighter. The Carrie Underwood, Keith Urban song, Fighter. Fighter. Got, it. Got it. Then lastly... I had to go through the whole chorus to get there. <laughs> yeah. Then lastly, this happened today, uh, Kim Shattuck, age 56, was a singer, songwriter, and guitarist, uh, most well known for being the lead, uh, lead guitarist and singer of The Muffs, uh, oh. indie punk band Muffs. Uh, they brought you that cover of Kids in America that everybody loves. Yes. Uh, from Clueless. Uh, and, uh, the, and the Digimon movie. Also before that, a small L.A. band called the Pandoras. But yeah, uh, definitely made an impact mm-hmm. on a lot of people in the punk scene. Uh, yeah, that's a sad one, for sure. Yep. Uh, and that moves us into music. Uh, I gave you a segue. Are you happy? Oh, it's a morbid segue. It's a morbid segue, but it is a segue. All right. Well, we're going to morbidly segue our way into the billboard. Yes. Because we always start billboard with... (laughs) We always start music with the billboard. We always start billboard with the music. Yeah, we always start billboard with the music. We always start music with the Hot 100. All right, Hot 100, your singles charts. What we got this week. Well, truth hurts because it's uh, still still there. there Number one, uh, fourth, fifth week in a row. Fifth week, Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Yeah. Number two, Senorita by Shawn Mendes yep. and Camila Cabello. Steel. Number three, Someone You Loved by Louis Capaldi. Move it up, even though I still don't know what that is. I still don't know what that is. <laughs> Number four, Ran Dollar Sign Om by Lil Tecca. Ransom. I call it, I say it as I see it. <laughs> and number five, No Guidance by Chris Brown. Yeah. Featuring so Drake. This has been hanging out in the top ten for a very long it's getting a very long time. It's getting radio play 
uh, kind of like how Panini was, uh, yep. but it's just finally broken into the top five. Yeah, I know, Chris Brown. But, uh, it's got the featuring Drake part, so that's what's got it. Featuring Drake part, which helps it. Yep, that's going to help it. And I believe it's produced by uh, Drake's friend Noah Forty Shabib, so it sounds like a Drake song. Uh, so it doesn't help. Yeah, That doesn't help. It's. I think it should be Drake featuring Chris Brown, frankly, but here we are. It, I anyway. guess, yeah. Anyways, we also have the Billboard 200, your albums chart. At number one, we have Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Still number one. This is the longest number one we've had in a long time. I don't remember the last time we had an album stay for three weeks. Uh, yeah, it's always the new guy coming in, yeah. bumping it off. Uh, number two, The Owl by Zach Brown Band. Yes, yeah, which you talked about last week. Number three, Nine by Blink-182. Which we also talked about last week. Uh, number four, Lover. By Taylor Swift. Which I'm still playing almost every other day. And number five, So Much Fun by Young Thug. Which I've never heard. So, I have listened to four yeah, out of the top five. I can actually, I can actually say I've listened to uh, two out of the top five. Should I listen to the top, to that fifth song? No. Really album sure. and just say I swept the board? I think you're good. <laughs> I think you're good with that Young Thug. Well, if I'm not listening to Young Thug, okay. I'm going to listen to some new releases. What are the new releases? What am I listening to this week? I don't know what you're listening to, uh-huh. but here are the new releases. Light week this week. Uh, yes, we have All Mirrors by Angel Olsen. That's what I'm listening to this week. Not to be confused by Angel's Pulse yes. by Orange Blood. By Blood Orange. Wow, you reverse Blood Orange's name. I know, it's an Orange Blood. <laughs> orange Blood Orange. Uh, we also have... <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? I had to copy and paste this one (laughs) because it's written backwards with a question mark. It's not written backwards. It's just all written together. (laughs) Uh, You know what I'm saying? Upside down question mark (laughs) by Danny Brown. Deceiver by Dive. Yeah. Old LP by That Dog. Oh to Joy by Wilco. Not yes. to be confused by the other <laughs> no, Ode to Joy. Not the classical piece. Or the other 500 albums that have been named Ode to Joy. <laughs> uh, we also have A Pill for Loneliness by City and Color. Yeah, both. Both of them. <laughs> yeah. They, Those are your new releases. Yeah, been around for a little bit. Also, maybe or maybe not be a new release, Kanye West. <laughs> so, yeah, we have not been talking about this because whatever, Kanye... But, uh, yeah, uh, Jesus is King, supposedly Kanye West's next record, was originally said by Kim Kardashian to be uh, out last Friday. It did not come out Friday. She then said, oh, well, it'll come out Sunday because he's doing a thing in New York City that night. Well, he did the thing in New York City. Uh, People there said it sounded really unfinished, the record, and so it still has not been released. This is, uh, sounds to me, this is just, uh, uh, the last couple of Kanye records all over again. It just keeps happening to him. He has no idea how to put out a record anymore. Uh, this record was supposed to come out last year. Yeah. Uh, it's been a year and a couple of days now. I don't now. think, though, this is related to the last thing he said he was working on, which was, remember TurboGrafx-16? <laughs> was that the last <laughs> thing he was working on? Because I thought that got transformed into uh, Yandi. You mean Yay? Yandi, Yay? Yandi was the thing that was that he said it was supposed to come out after Yay. Okay, did Yay ever come yay out? Yay came out. 
And Yandi never... Yeah, it was a record. Yandi never came out. Right. This is unrelated, I think, to both of those okay. projects. Because this is supposedly his, like, gospel album, because he's been doing those Sunday... Sunday gospel things. Right, he did that at Coachella where he did right. the, the Sunday show. So this is supposed to go with that? This is my loose understanding about this. What basically we're trying to tell you is that none of this makes sense, none of this is consistent, and Kanye West has no, has like zero like concept of what his music is anymore. So remember Britney Spears went crazy? It's Kanye's turn. Mm, I'm going to stop you there. Okay. Remember when Britney Spears... 2007, Britney Spears? I mean, that's unrelated. I don't know. This is, this, I feel like he has completely troll over the things he's doing. He's just doing them weird, is what I'm saying. Well, he has no schedule because no one's putting him on a schedule. I mean, and it, like, what's, uh, It's just he's a perfectionist with no one to tell him to stop. It's just surrounded by a bunch of yes men? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's how I imagine this is going. He's like, no, no, I need to fix this one thing. He's he's a fixing wolves over and over and over again. <laughs> well, you know who's not surrounded by Yesmen anymore? Who? Our first story, Michael Stipe. Okay, yes, former REM frontman Michael Stipe. What's going on in his world? I don't know what's going on in his world. Uh, no, yes, I do. Because Michael Stipe <laughs> will release his first solo single oh. since REM's 2011 split. Yes. This weekend. Coming up. Uh, which he announced on his website. The song, which he's been playing at concerts in recent months, is called Your Capricious Soul. I believe I said that right. That sounds right. I think you pronounced that correctly. Uh, Your Capricious Soul will be released on his website, michaelstipe.com. <laughs> Damn, we should have gotten that website. <laughs> michaelstipe.com. Uh, well, if he's anything, he's consistent. Yeah. Uh, with the 77 cent download price, oh. which will benefit Climate Change Awareness Group, oh. Extinction Rebellion. Okay. The song will also be available for free download and will appear on streaming services at a future unspecified date. Okay. A video directed by filmmaker Sam Taylor Johnson will be released alongside the single. Good to know. Good to know. Are you looking forward to this? I might check it out. It's been a while uh, since anybody's heard anything from him, so it'll be interesting to check out. I will not be checking this out, even okay. if it does benefit climate change. All right. I am just not an R.E.M. Michael Stipe kind of guy. Really? Have you listened to early R.E.M.? No. You should listen to early R.E.M. And that is... Like, severely for a lack of trying, though. You should try. Like, trust me. Try an 80s... Try an 80s? Like an 80s R.E.M. record. 80s. Like late 80s R.E.M. record. And come back to me next week. Um, I recommend their debut, Murmur. I'll try it, but I'm not going to promise anything. It's, I don't think you know... I don't think you... I think you'd be surprised... With what it sounds like. Maybe. I may also <laughs> in my head be confusing with Radiohead with R.E.M. You might. I might be. <laughs> but there the same go. applies to yeah. Radiohead and applies to R.E.M. I do not actively seek that seek that okay. kind of music out. All right. All right. But 
Anyway, you have given me a recommendation. Yes, I've given you a recommendation. I, uh, come back next week. I may have next week thoughts on right. it. <laughs> thoughts of the album that literally came out in 1984. Or 85, I forget. Anyway, uh, let's talk about our second story. Anyway, the second story is Garth Brooks. Yes, that Garth Brooks. Yeah. As the Library of Congress has set Garth Brooks as a 2020 recipient of its Gershwin Prize for Popular Song, which is to be awarded at an all-star tribute concert in Washington, D.C. in March of 2020 for airing on PBS later in the spring. The award goes to vulnerable enough musicians that Brooks, at 57, is said to be the youngest ever <laughs> to receive the prize. Oh, man. Wow. 57 and young. 57 is considered young. I mean, well, who else is in this club? Well, previous recipients include Sir Paul McCartney. Okay. You, have to, you forgot that. Uh, Paul Simon. Uh-huh. TV Wonder. Uh-huh. Billy Joel. Uh-huh. Willie Nelson. Yeah. Yes, that Willie Nelson. Yeah. Uh, Smokey Robinson. So, yeah, all people in their 60s and 70s. Sounds like it. Well, currently in their 60s and 70s yeah. or older. And the songwriting team of Burt Baccarat and Hal David. Makes sense. Well, last year, Tony Bennett was celebrated uh-huh. for, uh, for winning the Gershwin Prize. For also being old. For also being a, <laughs> a significant is, yeah, artist. A significant age. <laughs> uh, and, that broadcast w- and that PBS broadcast went on to win an Emmy for Outstanding Music Direction. Well, there you go. So... Would this be a way for Garth Brooks to win an Emmy? Uh, has he not? Maybe he hasn't. Maybe I he hasn't. Don't know if he's won an Emmy or not, that's a really dumb thing to know, and I don't need to know that. I don't know. I assume he's also won a Grammy. <laughs> uh, yes, he did win Grammys. <laughs> that I can confirm. Can confirm. Garth Brooks has at least one Grammy. Can confirm. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, congratulations to Garth yes. Brooks. Uh, I'm. Kind of interested in what the criteria to win this award is. Yeah. Because do you have be to be a, sing. do you have to be of a certain age or sell no. X amount of records? No, just, it's probably like yeah, it's probably like sell an X amount of records or like be like have a legacy. Yeah, but like so many artists have yeah, legacies. But Garth Brooks earned the spot by basically being the best selling artist of the nineteen nineties. Like, right, and it's now... Still, like, that's never going to change. And it's he will now, always be, because that's how history works, he will always be the best-selling artist of the 1990s. See, until you invent that time machine that makes you go back and <laughs> right. become Garth Brooks, for you to become no. the best-selling artist of the 1990s. If I was going to go back in time, I would make sure that Garth Brooks was not the best-selling artist of, of the 90s. I would make sure that his alter ego, Chris Gaines, was the best-selling <laughs> artist of the 1990s. Watch me. By the way... This last week was the 20th anniversary of Chris Gaines' Greatest Hits, the faux Greatest Hits record that he puts out through his alter ego. So, there you go. Celebrate. It's 1999 in all our hearts. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, congrats, Garth Brooks. Stupid I will see you at Stagecoach. <laughs> Wait, no. I saw you at Stagecoach. <laughs> right. Yeah, past tense. Past tense. All right. All right. Stop Speaking of Stagecoach, that lineup should be coming out sometime this month. Yeah. Let's stop talking about music. But let's talk about video games. No, instead. let's talk about music. Why? Because I have an album I listen to. No! Okay, what? Um, I listen to uh, Heartbreak Medication 
by John Party. Oh, we're having a John Party? Yes. Okay. Um, let me go. Let me be right back. I need to get my long johns. I need to be on the john. Because it's a party up in it's here. It's a party. Uh, you okay. can buy drinks Sorry, for everyone. Yes. Country artist but John the party. pilot eats John Party. Yes. So, no. So yeah, country artist John Party. I saw a uh, article headline uh, involving him today that's saying that he's trying to bring the traditional country song sound back to the genre. Is that the case here? Oh, that is definitely the case here yes. because not only is it a traditional country sound, it is con- con- traditional. Wow. It is traditional country lyrics. Okay. By that How I mean. How many trucks are mentioned? No, no, not no in terms trucks? of trucks. Okay. In terms of my girlfriend left me. Okay. My, my oh. girlfriend cheated on me. How much I cheated on my girlfriend. I'm going to buy you a drink. Yeah. You should buy me a drink. Let's drink. buy that dr- guy at the end of a bar a drink. Okay. I'm that guy at the end of a bar. Buy me a drink. <laughs> um, I'm drinking here so I don't have to go home. Uh-huh. I don't want to go home so I'm drinking here. Right. It is literally a heart... Like, heartache medication is a perfect title for this, yeah. uh, for this album because it's literally nothing but... Song, country it's songs that are downer songs. That country drinking I, songs. They're all drinking yeah, songs. they're drinking songs. And I think one song is, I'm drinking. Yeah. Like, a song is on and I'm drinking on, to I'm it. Drinking. So it's a drinking song. Are there something. any tears and beers? Maybe. Maybe. But, yeah. I, halfway through this album, I was like, is this all this album is? Like, yep. 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 Okay. Clearly, this is literally what the album said. I did not read the album title. I just thought, oh, John Party, new album. Let me listen to it. <laughs> and then... Be sad for the rest of the and day. And then realize what the album title is later. Bat, you've been you're getting all the sad albums lately with this and the Lumineers. Oh, I know. <laughs> and uh, the Lauren Del Rey album. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Just sadness. Just, uh, so, I would call it Summertime Sadness, but it's fall. No. Also, Summertime Sadness was like five years ago. Right. That too. But yeah, uh, no, that sounds... Uh, uh, but, but as for the actual music, though, like... Is he good at what he does? Oh, the actual music is actually yeah, good. good. Some good uh, yeah, no, steel act- guitar up in yes, there. Yes, you got some good steel guitar. You got some good country-ass music. You got some yeah. good jams. Oh, some good country-ass music. It is good country-ass music. It's just, you know, it's the country-ass downer music. That's yeah. the only thing. But, yeah. like, I can't really fault it for that because that's right. literally the name of the title of the yeah, album. I know what you're getting into. It's Heartache Medication. And had I known that getting into it, I was like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, after the fact, I was like, okay, clearly this is exactly what you're going for, so you get what your money, you get what you paid for, or what you're streaming on. Yeah. Like, it's exactly what you think it is with, with that title. It is all that heartbreak songs, like, those drinking songs, those country-ass country songs, and while it's not going on any of my playlists, it definitely delivers on exactly what you expect, and... If you are a country-ass cowboy mm-hmm. going through a breakup or uh-huh. just feel like drinking to a drinking song, yeah, put on this album and pour yourself a tall, cold one, a half one. <laughs> sure. Old-fashioned. Yeah. What? I don't know. <laughs> whiskey. Whiskey. Yeah. There's lo- I think there's two whiskey songs on yeah, this thing. there's got to be some whiskey. Yeah. But yeah, pour yourself a glass of whiskey and listen to this song and se- let Chomp... Let John Party tell you how you're feeling. Because he's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're drinking a glass of whiskey, you probably are feeling down. Yeah. All right. But yeah, no, this is definitely a, an album for people in a certain type of mood. And 
it's, 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 a it, it's a good one of those though cool. yeah that's great yeah. I, I think the last time i turned an album like that that was this good was a chris stapleton album yeah checks out but chris stapleton is and probably will always be better than john party Ooh. so we're gonna have to get to wow that. shots fired have you i'm sorry but yes chris stapleton is <laughs> essentially better than john party all right you heard it here, folks. If you have any uh, problems with that, or if you want to tell us about your opinion, and which, if you're hashtag Team Party or hashtag Team Stapleton, uh, write in to <laughs> MediaWebPodcast at gmail.com. We'll do a good Twitter poll, I'm sure, on Twitter later tonight. Well, Actually, we could. We could. We'll put that up. No one we'll get Anyways, the one vote. We'll get the one country vote. Yeah, we can get the one country vote. All right, let's move on. Right, well, video game. Uh, yeah, that's it for music. Unless you listen to anything. No, video games. All right, video games. All right. Uh, we always start video games with new releases. Yeah. Uh, not a whole lot going on. Well, maybe. It's another kind of light. Uh, actually, it's not that light of a week. It's just not a whole lot of big stuff. Yep. Because we have Ghostbusters, colon, the, the video, video game, game remastered. Yeah, so this is the, for this the came out. On 360 and PS3 ages ago. Right. This was, obstetrically at the time, considered Ghostbusters 3. Yeah. They had all the voice cast come back, including the late Harold Ramis. So, Mm -hmm. presumably, his voice is still in there, uh, having been one of the last projects he worked on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And uh, some people liked it. Some people thought it was an okay game. But, like, generally speaking, it was more beloved than a, um, a licensed game is usually. So, thus... It earned a remaster. Yep. Uh, that's coming to the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. We also have The Alliance Live for PlayStation and Switch. Concrete Genie for the PlayStation. Grid for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Mm-hmm. Indivisible for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Trine 4, colon, The Nightmare Prince for PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Mm-hmm. And Ukulele and the Impossible Layer for PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Yep. Is this a sequel, Ukulele? I believe this is a sequel to Ukulele. I didn't realize they were working on a sequel to Ukulele. Well, there you go. Uh, but the game that will be most likely top streaming this weekend. Yeah. Ghost Recon, colon, Breakpoint yep. for the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Yep. This is a multi-platform yep. week. Yeah, it's also the newest Ubisoft uh, open world game, so yeah, people will be checking that out, I'm sure. Yep. Yep. Alright, uh, I'm not because I'm stuck Still in Borderlands. Borderlands. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later. Oh uh, yeah, we will. Alright, so, getting into video game news, we have the PlayStation. Uh, yeah, some shakeups happening in uh, leadership over there. Yep, well, ahead of the presumed release of the PlayStation 5 in 2020... Fingers crossed. Yeah. One of PlayStation's top executives, Sean Layden, has announced that he's leaving the company. Layden is Sony Interactive Entertainment's chairman for Worldwide Studios. He is leaving PlayStation at some point in the future, though a specific date wasn't shared. Basically, the Bob Iger deal. Yeah. Um, Sony said it wishes Layden. Success in the fu- in his future endeavors, whatever they may be. Uh, thanks for everything, Sean. Uh, said PlayStation in a statement letter. Also in other PlayStation news, 
they really want you on PlayStation now because that thing is getting a price yes, cut. I saw that too. Um, but yeah, no, Sean. Uh, yeah, Sean Layden was the head of PlayStation for quite a while. Yeah, uh, for a couple years, actually, not that long. Mm-hmm. Um, he replaced the guy who's there before, whose name is escaping me, Jack Tretton. Yes. He replaced Jack Tratton, who was, like, kind of the fan favorite, though. Because that was kind of the era where they launched the PS4 and, like, had all that fan sentiment and mm-hmm. was doing really good at, like, calling out Microsoft yep. with the Xbox One. Then after Layton took over, it wasn't really the same vibe, and people noticed that they were becoming more corporate. Mm-hmm. So, like, now this kind of gives them the opportunity going into a new console generation, maybe to get that energy back. To get the, like, the for-the-fans kind of point of view back. You want to know who they get? Who do they get? Reggie fils No, he's out. He retired, remember. He didn't just leave Nintendo. He said he was retiring. Just when I thought he was out, they pulled <laughs> him back in. No way. I, I can't imagine that happening. No, he's going to go and just hang out for a while, I'm sure. I mean, ideally here, what Sony is probably going to do is have their gaming division merge with their... Movie division and just have so, one entertainment division. So this kind of already happened. Uh, the actual division of the company is actually like under the same roof now. Mm-hmm. That change happened a few years ago. What is still divided is that, yeah, Sony Interactive Entertainment is still technically a different uh, silo than the movie studio. Right. I don't think that will change. I think that it's different enough of a business that the PlayStation division is separate. Yes, it might be different enough, like, business style, but in terms of Sony trying to wrangle all of its stuff, I won't say shit, but shit, under (laughs) one umbrella. That's easier for them now than it was in the past. They used to have problems with that where people from uh, Sony's uh, uh, movie studio wouldn't even talk to people at SIE or wouldn't even talk to people in the Mm -hmm. music division, etc., etc. Now those people are at least close by each other. Yep. And they are... Those channels are more open than they so, have yeah. been. So that part of Sony is better than it was. And plus they they pretty much gutted their their um, uh, retail division completely yep. in order to do that. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, interesting times in Sony. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with Sony. Uh, 2020 is going to be an interesting year for them. Oh, yeah. For a lot of reasons. Yep. Uh, they're going to have a lot, of, a lot of announcements in yeah. both film and games and music. A lot happening. Wow. So, so 2020 should be going to be a big yeah, year for 2020 Sony. 2020 is going to be insane. All right. Well, we're still in this year. Yes. So we have to talk about games, our game studios. Yeah. Uh, one being Alpha Dream. Yeah. So I included this one even though it's kind of niche, but I feel like these games are pretty beloved. So. Oh, no, they are. The, the beloved game of Mario and Luigi RPG series. Yes. Well, that company, Alpha Dream, has... Uh, Take it the telltale way and file for bankruptcy. Yeah, so this includes like Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga and its sequels. Uh, uh, Dream Team, I think, was one. Bowser's Inside Story was the DS one. There's a couple of others, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Yahoo Japan states the studio filed the claim on October 1st following years of financial difficulty. As of March of 2018, the company's debt stood at about $4.3 million. 
Alpha Drin was first formed back in 1991, then working as a construction firm. Uh, In the 2000s, the company's focus shifted to video games, where it produced multiple Japan-only titles, as well as the critically acclaimed Mario and Luigi series, as you mentioned. So this is a long-standing temple in the video game industry. Uh, Another one, Closing Shop. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't, of course, uh, prohibit Nintendo from making another game in that series. They, of course, own the IP. They own the characters. The only thing that Alpha Dream really did here was the development. So if they wanted to put a different studio on a future Mario Luigi title, they probably could. It's just a matter of whether they would want to without the original studio. Uh, I Well, also, like you said, those were our handheld games, and they kind of moved... Yeah. Towards the Switch, which is yeah. both handheld and console. Unfortunate that we didn't get to see a Switch Mario and Luigi title. I feel like people would really enjoy that. Or maybe we will. Who can say? Or Nintendo will just absorb that studio and say, hey, yeah. you work for us now. That's the shocking part about this, is that Nintendo kind of let this happen. Yeah. Like all that debt, Nintendo could have helped them out, you would think. But eh. Well, like I said, Nintendo could have just bought them and said... Well, you were doing this all this anyway, right. said, for the but, past 15 years, you've been good to us, you sold us yeah. a lot of games here. But also, though, I don't know how that stuff works in Japan. Right. It might not be as commonplace as it is here in the States, where it's just like, no, we're just going to absorb you. Right. And in Japan, it might be a, a cultural thing of yeah. pride. Um, yeah, there's this very honor-based yeah, honor society, so I wouldn't be surprised if they were just like, no, we're going down with the ship. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, that's a downer note. Yeah. Uh, anything else video game related? Not that I can recall. You already mentioned the PS Plus uh, cut. Uh, PS Now uh, is having a sale for $100. You can get PS Now for an entire year. Yeah. Um, not to be outdone, Microsoft has announced that for $1, you can get its uh, Xbox Ultimate Experience, or Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, for one dollar for the first month, plus Spotify Premium for six months for that dollar. Yeah. Oh, and also it just missed my uh, news because the other two stories. But uh, it, remember Brain Age for the DS? Apparently, that's making a comeback. Coming back for a Switch release. But, I saw that. Uh, so far, only in Japan, as far as we know. So, okay. But yeah, it's got the original Dr. Kawashima guy in it. Still, <laughs> and so yeah, it's like uh, 2005 all over again. So get excited. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, anything else video game related? I mean, I've just been playing Borderlands. I'm uh, rapidly approaching the end of that thing. I've heard some people uh, finishing it around level 38. I'm at level 33 right now. Okay. So I am hurtling towards what I think is close to the end. I've unlocked all of the uh, weapon and item slots. Okay. So it's just a matter of time now until I start seeing kind of the, the light at the end of the tunnel here. And it's still Borderlands 3. It's still, um, you know, it's still enjoyable to play. The shooting is still good. But, man, is it buggy. Man, does it perform badly. They supposedly patched it, but I still can't really see much of a difference. It's still really shaky on my PS4 Pro, and that's disappointing. Yeah, for a AAA game by AAA Studio, yeah. for a game that is the triple in its series... For a game that doesn't even look... That much better, if we're being real, than yeah. Borderlands 2 Remastered did. How? How? Like, where's all that performance going? Yeah, I don't understand. But, 
I'm also not a game developer, so I don't know. I have a crazy wild theory here uh-huh. that because this was essentially developed on a PS5 dev kit, <laughs> a Scarlet dev kit, no, wasn't. that because the PS4 performance isn't able to keep up, when they yeah, do do a no. remaster to the next gen, <laughs> it'll run so smoothly that people are like, oh, this is a game we should have had all along. No, but here's... But that the, is my wildly uh, unbased on anything conspiracy here's theory. Here's a more likely theory is they probably did what a lot of studios are doing right now in 2019, which is using PC as the lead platform, mm. developing for PC, and making the, like, kind of like having the cut corners for the console releases. Because as we get closer to the end of this generation, developers are looking towards the next generation in order to kind of pie-in-the-sky aim towards those things. Mm-hmm. They're working on PC. So yeah. I would be surprised, especially with the stuff they were talking about, like with the HDR and stuff. I feel like I, well, I bet we've seen this at the end of every console generation, though. Yeah. At the end of the PS2, they time. were starting to do 1080 for the PS2. Yeah. At the end of PS3, they're starting to do 4K. Yeah. At the end of this one, we're starting to do 8K and high performance. Well, most actually, this time it's not really 8K. This no. time it's uh, ray tracing. It's ray tracing. Is, yeah. is the pie in the sky PC thing that only PCs can do right now. Right. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but hey, that's a nice console generation for 2020, 2020 Sony to yeah. tell me what's going on. Or Microsoft to tell me what's going on. Yeah, 2020, we'll see. Yeah, but right, either way, that is it for us and the Media Boat Podcast. Yeah! All right, plug away! Thank you for watching the Media Boat Podcast or listening to the Media Boat Podcast. Either way, we still appreciate you. Uh, if you want to watch us and or listen to us again, you can catch us live on YouTube. We are on YouTube.com. Uh, sleech, sleech, sleech. Just look it up. Search Media Boat Podcast, and you'll find our page. Like, subscribe, hit the bell, and you'll get notifications. It's a whole thing. Uh, and you can watch us live. If you want to listen to the audio version of this podcast, however, you can find us on podcast services such as Apple Podcasts. Just search Media Boat Podcast. Plug us in. You'll find us and download our episodes. You can also find us on social media. Twitter, we're at, at MediaBoatCast. Uh, Facebook, search MediaBoatPodcast. Find our page, comment, like. You know the drill. Um, you can also find us on twitch.tv slash MediaBoat when we're playing video games. Right now, Mike has been playing a lot of Borderlands. You can see every time he plays live on there. Mm-hmm. You can also uh, help us with money if you'd like on patreon.com slash MediaBoat. There you can donate to us to help us out uh, with the post uh, publishing fees that hosting a podcast costs. As little as a dollar a month even can help us, so please consider just doing that little tiny sliver of your paycheck uh, every month for us, and we will appreciate it greatly, and you'll become a special patron and get special things. Uh, so yeah, thank you for watching this week. If you want yep. to email us, email us at gmail.com, uh, podcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, we'll be back next week. Yeah, we'll be back next week for more TV, uh, movies, our thoughts on the All Joker. The maybe we'll we'll have finished Borderlands by then. Probably not. Probably maybe. Uh, I'm trying to milk as much as I can get out of that game uh, okay. before Outer Worlds comes out. That's right. my goal. Okay. End goal is the this month's launch of Outer Worlds. So we'll see. All right, we'll see. Uh, but in the meantime, listen to all of our old backed up. Um, <laughs> Backed up backlog <laughs> podcast. If yeah. you want to get more backed up movie podcasts, news. we just need to unleash them. All, All right. right, bye. Bye. bye.